0: All right, big moment from this past weekend. Drake joining Backstreet Boys at Budweiser Stage in Toronto. Here's music expert Eric Alper. And Eric, a pretty cool moment, which uh, if you've seen the video uh, Drake uh, posted, as great as it was on stage, uh, the reaction from the fans just as, if not greater.
1: Drake is just like us. He had heroes in his life. And, you know, on paper, you think Drake? And the Backstreet Boys, of all the shows in the world that Drake can go to, he appeared on this one, but he explained that... During his bar mitzvah, when he was 13 years old, for the first time in his life, a girl that he was in love with came up to him and asked him to dance. And that song was I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And it was the first time that Drake felt like a human being that he was noticed. And that's why he has that special relationship with the band and with the song. So when the Backstreet Boys were playing in Toronto this weekend as part of their DNA World Tour. You decided to come on up and sing that song, which was, I'm sure, just a mind-blowing moment for Drake.
0: Yeah, I was wondering who was more excited, the fans, Drake, or Backstreet (laughs) Boys? I think it's a mutual admiration society going on everywhere there.
1: Yeah, you know, and it just goes to show you that no matter how big you are, there are still people that affected you before you became famous, that you never forget those moments that music can create for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This seems to be happening a a little more on the regular. Is it just because touring is back and even if you aren't on the road, you're just as excited to uh, maybe go to a show and maybe get up on stage? Because I'm thinking about, you know, Dave Grohl, you and I were talking about Dave Grohl and Springsteen joining McCartney uh, on stage uh, a week or so ago. Uh, These kind of surprises, these one-offs at concerts uh, seem to be happening a little more often.
1: Yeah. And it's not just the fact that concerts are back, but I have a very funny feeling that somebody in the boardroom or the marketing department are always under pressure to get that social media moment, to get that moment on video and to share it on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Everybody's looking for an edge. Even if you're Paul McCartney and Bruce Springsteen, your competition is everybody else on tour that's getting the headlines. So part of it is just people are just really happy to jam with one another on stage. I think the other part of it is that they're looking for those moments on social media to go viral too.
0: You bet. All right. Also making a uh, headlines, Randy Bachman finally reunited. I mean, this is a reunion some uh, forty plus years in the making. He uh, lost a a pretty famous guitar that he wrote some pretty famous songs on, and finally tracked it down thanks to the magic of the internet. And it's finally back in Randy Bachman's hands, uh, Eric. This.
1: This story is amazing. It was an orange 1957 Gretsch Chet Atkins guitar that Randy Bachman got as a teenager. Um he wrote almost all of the Guess Who Um, and BTO's uh, music on it. It was stolen um, out of a hotel room and never found again and it took 45 years later and an internet sleuth in British Columbia to use AI and virtual reality um, technology scanning thousands and thousands of music videos on YouTube for a match of the guitar and it turned out that he found one. He found it from a Japanese guitarist who bought it a number of years ago had no idea that it was randy bachman's guitar when this person bought it at the time um told randy about it tracked the guitarist down in japan and and randy bachman went to tokyo to go do a really nice exchange with the musician and uh um but yeah you know when people talk about you know uh unlocking your phone using bass technology and how bad it could be this is one of those moments where this technology actually worked in somebody's benefit
0: yeah, it's amazing what they did because apparently they took, like, I don't know, a small spot of the wood grain of the uh, guitar, like old images, and basically yeah. then made it a digital fingerprint, if you will, to track down to make sure that this uh, instrument, uh, which ended up in Tokyo, uh, found uh, Randy's vintage guitar, and that's how they verified it was indeed uh, that guitar. Uh, I mean, the magic of the internet. Uh, its It's been used yeah. for good, Eric.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's great. Because if you talk to any guitarist, and I know that you have as well, losing a favorite instrument and a lifelong instrument is like losing a piece of your body. It's, it's something that even if you bought the same type of guitar, from the same year was made it's not the same there's just those little minute details that that probably upset only the guitarist who was playing it all this time so it's great that randy was able to get it back
0: you bet and to that point we're going to move from a found musical instrument to some uh, lost ones because we're getting uh, reports this afternoon Our kells they are the latest uh, victims of a lost luggage at the uh, airport and they've lost some of their instruments so uh, we hear eric
1: Yeah, uh, Anthony Carone of the band Arkells lost his instruments during a flight, Um, but it seemed like knowing... And, uh, and loving the Arkells. Um, <laughs> no surprise. He, they, they did a video of that show and Anthony is seemingly playing every single other instrument. He's playing all the band instruments throughout the show. Um, cause he just doesn't know what else to do up there except play the keyboard and then play the drums and play guitars. So hopefully Anthony will get it back. But, you know, I think with more and more flights happening on a, on a regular basis, now we're going to hear more and more stories of musicians again, losing their instruments.
0: Yeah, you know, it has been so tough for musicians. I mean, not only during the pandemic, but coming out of it, uh, here they thought, okay, finally I can get back out on the road, back on stage in a tour again, only for this to be happening now. And, I mean, it's just heartbreaking, whether it's musicians or whoever else. When you've got something that you depend upon uh, for your yeah. livelihood, and, uh, I mean, you're putting a lot of trust uh, in the airlines there to make sure that it gets where it's going uh, safely. And we're hearing yeah. this more and more often. I'm thinking about some pro golfers I've read about that their golf clubs didn't arrive at uh, tournaments. That's just as, uh, you know, precious, if you will, to them, those individual golf clubs, as is that individual guitar to a musician. This is becoming more and more of a problem.
1: Yeah. That's why I always said if I'm going to be a musician, it's either the kazoo or the harmonica, <laughs> just something I can put in my pocket and not have it touched by anybody else. It's it's awful. If you're a drummer, you just can't say, I'm just going to buy seat number 13 beside me and bring all of my drum kit with
0: right. me absolutely hey before we uh, go got about a minute left here but we also want to recognize a pretty significant anniversary Avril Lavigne 20 years ago released uh, Let Go and she's done something uh, pretty cool to commemorate the occasion
1: I love this Um, her album Let Go sold just under 18 million copies around the world and for the 20th anniversary she went back to the very same spot in New York City and took the the photo again of her album cover and this isn't just another photo that Avril Lavigne took this is you know one of the most significant albums of the last 30-35 years and so good on her for having some fun she looks great I mean you know for, for somebody that that, you know, got to travel the world and had her ups and downs and far more ups and downs, the fact that she can still have fun with an album like this and, and not deny it is actually pretty cool. And you can find that on her social media too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about uh, albums, that album, Let Go, I mean, is one of the more significant albums, if you will, that truly changed a Canadian artist's life, right? Yeah. I mean, as soon as that was uh, released, it was like uh, Wednesday, my life was something that album comes out and Thursday, it's something yeah. completely different.
1: Power punk music uh, all over the world, you know, and and again, coming from a lot of Canadians with somebody like uh, uh, Alanis Morissette leading the way about 10 years earlier, Avril Lavigne had that same influence, merging pop and punk music for the entire next generation. And that's where you end up with music now. It's pretty amazing.
0: You bet. Eric, thanks as always. Appreciate this. We'll uh, talk again. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon.